This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy VO, here with Kevin and Will, and we're going to talk about some Panther football. Even though not a lot is going on, there are still some things going on in regards to the Carolina Panthers. And you're at the number one podcast to talk about said Carolina Panthers. Congratulations. Nice to have you. (laughs) So tonight we're going to talk about one Smitty Wang's birthday, a.k.a. number 89 himself, Ice Up Son. Um, there was a really cool tribute for uh, for Smitty um, on the Panthers webpage, man. In, in case you didn't see it, we're going to talk about it. In case you did, well, you we, we hear our thoughts on it, man. I, I thought it was pretty sick. It was a great, great tribute. Um, and we're going to talk about the new director of pro personnel. Um, there's a lot of good moves going on with his uh, rule uh, transition team, and uh, he's bringing in some great people. We're going to talk about that. And, of course, we're going to talk about that schedule, Jack. Now, just because COVID's here don't mean that shit ain't going to pop off. So, well, we're going to give our thoughts on the uh, the schedule at hand and uh, um, go in depth about that. So, hang on to your hats, Carolina Panther fans. It's the four-man rush, baby. So, Will, you're up first, man. Let's, well, I guess we'll just go ahead and uh, talk about Smitty real quick uh, and that tribute for Agent 89. Yeah, you know, I was happy to see them uh, make amends with Smitty. I mean, he's... Probably my favorite Panther of all time. You know, anybody that grew up in that era, I mean, I'm sure everyone has some kind of emotional attachment to him. So it was disappointing to see how his relationship with the franchise ended. But, man, we just think about Smitty. The first time he ever touched the ball on a kickoff return, he took it back to the house. You know, and the original coaching staff back in 2001 told him that he was nothing more than a special teams player. So he said, okay, and made all pro as a returner. <laughs> So he was the best, you know, return man in the entire league that year. And that just showed you, I mean, he could have been great in anything he wants. He had that drive. And then once they finally gave him that opportunity to play receiver, he never looked back. I mean, can you name a guy more physical at that position than Steve Smith, you know, in terms of, you know, attacking the football, making contested catches, uh, blocking, you know, being on his routes. I mean, he just very, especially at that size, pound for pound, he's very physical guy at that position. I mean, I think about Terrell Owens, maybe, but look, he was more of an athletic specimen than Smitty. But if Smitty just had that hunger, that heart, you know, he's just very entertaining throughout his career. I mean, he helped get us to the Super Bowl in 2003. You know, he broke his, had an injury in 04, and then came back and won the Triple Crown. You know, led the league in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. I mean, and that probably, that hasn't been done since, I don't believe, and I don't think it's going to be a while before that ever happens again. I mean, mm-hmm. think about how difficult it has to be to lead the league in all three categories. Exactly. I think playing in a small market, he kind of went under the radar, unfortunately. But I think he has a legitimate shot to be in the Hall of Fame one day. I think you got guys from that era like Isaac Bruce, um, Terrell Owens is in, you know, Megatron. I don't know if he got in or not, but he's going to be in consideration. So, I mean, he's in that group. I mean, his numbers justify you know, being in the Hall of Fame. So we'll see how that goes as well. But, you know, it's just good to see the organization on good terms with Smitty again. I'm just happy to see him repping the Carolina Blue once again. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Man, you hit on some some classic Steve Smith too. But, Kevin, 
How do you feel about that tribute and um, how you feel about, you know, of course, number 89? Yeah, I definitely think that tribute was well-deserved and definitely put together very well. Um, how can you not be a Carolina Panther fan and not have Steve Smith as one of your all-time favorites? May not be everybody's favorite player, but, you know, anything dealing with the best of the Carolina Panthers, best believe Steve Smith had a part to do with it. Um you know, I look back over his career, you know, you think about a, a, a smallish wide receiver in a run-based offense that went through for several for several parts of seasons, multiple quarterbacks. Just wonder how thinking how good he possibly could have been if, you know, he was in a pass-heavy offense with consistent quarterback play. You know, it just shows that, you know, he put, you know, he's eighth in receiving overall in NFL history and in, then in a run-based offense. That says a lot about his ability of what he can do when he uh, when he gets the ball. You know, when I think about his first two seasons, 01 and 02, as Will stated earlier, he was just a return of special teams guy. You know, never got the field. That's, you know, that's wasting youth. Uh, missed the 04 season with injury. Then in 2007, Jake DeLone tore his elbow, had to add a Tommy John surgery after the third game. That's 13 games without your starting quarterback. You know, I had to play the carryback corset, a corset with that. Then 2010, went through four quarterbacks that year in a 2-14 and 14 season. I mean, right there, that's that's four seasons during his prime that, you know, in spite of a run-heavy offense that he missed out on. So, you know, as far as numbers and statistics, you know, it's, it's fun to play the what-if game. But, uh, you know, under different circumstances, he could easily be a top-10 receiver all time if, if things would have worked out right. But, you know, he made the most of what it was, and he's well recognized for what he does now. Again, I applaud Mr. Tepper for reaching out to him. Like, hey, look, I ain't had to do what, what happened upon the last ownership, but now that this is now that this is my franchise, I feel like that, um, that amends need to be made, and you need to be welcome back home where you belong. So hats off to Mr. Tepper for uh, extending that that olive branch to Steve Smith to, you know, take the bitterness and uh, saltiness away of what happened under the um, under the last regime, primarily under the former GM um, Dave Gettleman, which Steve Smith had most of his venom towards because he felt like, you know, he had to hear about being released, you know, via TV instead of calling me face to face and telling that man, telling me as a man. So, uh, but I'm just glad to see that. You know, now that he's, you know, 41 41 years old and, uh, you know, doing his thing as a top NFL network analyst. Uh, He's a constant on the local sports shows here in Charlotte. And, you know, he has no problems, you know, again, saying having his bias for the Carolina Panthers. So, you know, as a lifelong Smitty fan, I'm just glad that, you know, even though he wasn't perfect and had some things that he probably wish he would should have never done, that uh, he manned up and he owned it. And, you know, his his spot in Carolina Panthers uh, franchise is secured as as the greatest wide receiver ever. And I think that uh, his tribute today on his birthday was well deserved. And I'm just glad that uh, I'm just glad he's back home and being loved like he's supposed to be. Good words, man. Absolutely. He deserves a lot more than what he got. That's for sure. But, you know, as you said, man, you know, Tepper got him back. Back back home, and we uh, we 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 gave him the uh, the props he deserves. 
Hopefully, man, he can come on here and uh, be a guest one day. We'll see. We'll see. We never, you never know. He's pretty active in the uh, Charlotte community in terms of, you know, dropping in and giving his his take on things. So you never know. <laughs> At least you know with him, he's not going to hold back any punches. Heck he no. Gives it a hundred, tells it like it is. But, you know, sometimes I wonder, though, like when he talks about um, DJ Moore and not being a number one wide receiver, does he really feel that way or is he trying to light a fire under DJ because he knows how – uh, athletes become when they have that chip on their shoulder and mm-hmm. want to elevate their games to the next level. That's a now, good I question. Mean, on WFNZ, they he denied that. You know, he said, "I'm not. That's not what he's doing." But you look at the um, DJ Moore clip yesterday for the uh, NFL at Home series. You could just see the footage that they left out of the All or Nothing when they were doing that fantasy football trash talk at practice, mm-hmm. and still Smitty behind DJ's back and under his breast said. Boy, I really love DJ, man. I like that kid. <laughs> so it, I think, you know, what just because he comes out and criticizes him, I think there's a little bit more meaning behind what he's trying to do there. I agree. It's motivation, man. You know, that, that uh, you know, reverse psychology kind of situation, I guess. The big brother poking on little brother to try to get, make, him, make him tougher. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I could see Smitty being like that. You know, he he talks he talks so highly about him um at the draft, you know. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, don't don't get it twisted, folks. Steve Steve loves he he loves DJ, man. He he sees the potential in that kid and um quite frankly, I, I can't wait to see him back back on the field, man. He got some he got some he got some splaining to do because that boy's a beast. <laughs> anyway. All right, so apparently we have uh uh, some some new uh, front office folks uh, that has joined the Panther organization. Uh, Will, you want to uh, speak on that real quick? Yeah, this past week it was reported that the Panthers hired Pat Stewart as director of player personnel. So he'll be one level below Jeff Morrow, who's executive director of player personnel. So you're just adding another level of management to the front office. And I really like the hire from what you see in the scouting community. This was long overdue. He's one of the most well-respected talent evaluators across the league. Mm. He's uh, started his career at uh, Western Carolina as a coach's assistant working with Matt Rule, and he followed Matt Rule to Temple where he was involved in personnel decision-making, and then he joined the Patriots. And that's you know what you already know what kind of organization that is. Mm. So at the Patriots, he started as an area and regional scout and just worked his way up and found a job as a a national scout with the Patriots. And then he found a a new job with the Philadelphia Eagles in 2018. And he was a national scout there as well. So now I guess the next step in the corporate ladder is, you know, go from national scout, and now he's going to be director of player personnel here in Carolina. So I know a, a lot of people, you know, a lot of the Herney haters, you know, want to know what does that mean for Marty? To me, I look at it with Jeff Morrow. He's going to be head of the college side of operations. And Pat Stewart's going to be head of pro personnel. So you're going to have two different scouting departments working with Herney now. So I think it's more of just Tepper building, uh, building management depth in the front office, having more minds in there, you know, make things run more efficiently. He already added an analytics department to assist the decision-making process. He's already added a capologist 
to handle salary cap matters. We're just building a well-rounded front office to help improve the decision-making of the team. You know, hopefully this helps them evaluate talent better, particularly in the later rounds of the draft, having a guy strictly overseeing pro personnel. Hopefully that helps them identify quality free agent targets at bargain prices, you know, and help build out the roster that way. So I just think it's making up where the team has been weak historically. I know Marty Herney's contract is up. It was reported by Joe Person today in June of 2021. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get like a one or two year extension at this point, though, because you don't typically see a guy make the jump from national scout to general manager. You still got to go through that process of getting a promotion to executive director of player personnel and then becoming general manager after that. So I think he'll sit in this role for a couple of years. We'll see how things go and let's just see what they're able to do. Right on. Right on. Kev, how do you feel about this guy? Yeah, I like, excuse me, I like to hire. Uh, you know, back in January, it was uh, reported that, you know, the Panthers had interest in him back then. Uh, but due to uh, league rules, I believe, I'm not quite sure to the T, but we wasn't able to. Something about if we were to hire him, it would have to be an upgrade from where he is now. And at, at the time, I don't think we had that position opening. Um, you know, Will, you can correct me on this, you know, if you like. But overall, um, you know, anything, anyone that can help make this franchise run a lot smoother is definitely a plus for me. You know, as a fan, it feels good that that Mr. Tupper is willing to invest in people more so than just a product. And what I mean by that is, you know, with all the hires that we've had in the front office that we never had before, as as Will just just stated, you know, anything that can help make the job easier for others to focus and do their job more, I'm all for. Now, I got no problem being recognized as one of those Herney haters that <laughs> that Will just spoke about. No, I, I I can I can admit that I'll I'll own up to that. But you know, if if having all these people around would help make his job easier, and if he really is truly the one of the best college scouting evaluators that you know Mr. Tepper said that Herney is, you know, until proven otherwise, I have to take him I have to take him at his word. You know, with the with the job that we did in this uh, this past draft, um, just you know, within the last couple of weeks, um, you know, who's to say how much of Herney's fingerprints was over the information that led to, you know, the drafting of these players, which a lot of fans feel like is probably the best draft the Panthers uh, have had in a long time, if not ever. But overall, you know, with Pat Stewart, you know, I like his relationship from Matt Rule from the days at uh, Western Carolina and Temple. It just seems that, you know, in today's NFL, it's about who you know more than anything these days. So, you know, whatever relationships are out there that can help guide the vision that will eventually lead to a Lombardi Trophy coming to 300, you know, Mint Street, Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, I'm all for. So, you know, I'm in with uh, Mr. Patrick Stewart. So it's a, it's a good hire. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing over the next few years how his – you know, work will influence the decisions that result on the field. And um, I'm just looking forward to this, uh, this rebuild process. It's what was so cloudy and murky a few months ago is slowly 
starting to see some light shine through those clouds now, and I'm liking it. Indeed. Now, if we just get this shit on the on the field, so we can see some actual. <laughs> Some production that'll be wonderful, but yeah, I, I I like I like this guy. You know, of course, you know he coming coming from the uh, Western Carolina, the Catamounts or something like that. Shout out to my man Donnie. What's up, D? Um, yeah, this I think it's a good move. Uh, anybody who's coming from the Patriots background and you know over the past twenty years, you know they <laughs> they they're bringing some they're bringing some good uh, good mojo with them. So. I can't wait to see to get this uh, get this on the road, but yeah, go ahead, Will. Yeah, yeah. With the um, one thing about the Patriots, think about where they're selecting in every draft. They're not picking in the top ten. They're not picking in the top fifteen, probably even. I can't remember the last time they even had a pick that high. Mm. So they're not really getting the cream of the crop talent in the draft year after year. So think about how much harder they have to scout and find those gems. You know, late in the first, late in the second, because they're picking in the back of every round. So just being able to have a guy that's, you know, used to digging deeper and evaluating talent towards the bottom of the draft and not having the luxury of having a top five, top ten pick just shows how – and they've been able to sustain success despite that. You know, so they're just being able to continuously win year after year while not having high draft picks. Mm-hmm. So I just think that kind of speaks on what they've been able to do. In order to have sustained success like that, you have to be able to find talent later in the draft as opposed to being gifted top five, top ten picks. Mm-hmm. And that opened up your pockets on the on the on the back end later on, hopefully. Um, I mean that's 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 a formula for success, man. If you if you got a great coaching staff that can coach young guys up and you can just keep bringing them in, rotating them in rotating them in at, at, you know, them young guys and get production, oh my gosh. Yeah, you can really put your money in in certain places that that you know will propel you into the playoff Super Bowl situation. Um, so I, I, but let's just let's get him on the field, bro. Good lord, <laughs> let's get him on the field, coach. No, I'm sure. Um, all right, so here we go, folks. If you haven't looked at the schedule yet, by God, you need to go ahead and go peep on that right there. Hmm. Off the gate, it's going to be something special. So, we all know, you know, I think the first game was the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. Are we we going to go into the preseason or just straight into the regular season? Right now, there is a preseason schedule, but obviously everything right now is subject to change. We'll be optimistic for now. Let's assume that we're going to go forward with business as usual until we're told otherwise. True that. Um, So, well, I guess we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll skip well not skip but tiptoe through the uh, um, preseason and uh, hit him off with the uh, old full season schedule. One thing's for sure, I'm glad we I'm glad we drafted all defense. I, that's all I gotta say. Good lord, <laughs> we're going to be getting some stout offenses, folks. Um, but yeah, so preseason, saying everything goes goes well, you know. Coming off that COVID, um, who we got? Who we got in the preseason? So we're going to start with a home game against the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. in week two. You're going to visit the New England Patriots, so you're going to get some great work in there against Belichick squad. Mm-hmm. Week three, we got a prime time game against the uh, Baltimore Ravens, so that's going to be your dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, we don't get any prime time. We get we got one prime time game during the season, so you know, be thankful for the small thing. You get to see the squad on a national stage at least sometime this year. Yes. And then week four, I mean, any Panther fan long time knows who we got week four. You know, that doesn't need to be explained. That's that <laughs> traditional Steelers game. Mm. So that's your four preseason games right there. Every year, never <laughs> never miss on that one, man. Kev, what do you think about those four, man? What, 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 you know, I mean, I know it's preseason, but yeah, as far as the, you know, as far as the preseason uh, schedule goes, I really think, you know, with us, you know, rebuild and you know, trying things out, these are definitely the type of opponents you really want to get a good look at here. Um, you're facing, you know, a Jacksonville uh, squad that. Um, that, you know, definitely will provide interesting challenges, even though, quote-unquote, starters don't play, but a series maybe two. But overall, uh, I just see each opponent as, you know, providing no different looks from it. And by the fact that it's all AFC opponents, um, I think that we're getting a, a good look at, you know, where where we stand and how much work we need to, need to improve as a team. Uh, you know, definitely going to New England, uh, who knows? It would be nice to, you know, do some joint practices, you know, with the Patriots, kind of, you know, you know, get some inside, you know, access to, you know, what makes them a consistent um, division and power year after year. Uh, and then, you know, Baltimore, the Sunday night, well, I don't know if it's Sunday night, but it's just as a NBC at 8 p.m. Like I said, I, <laughs> I only prime time as far as uh, a night game goes you know, in the preseason, hey, you know, Lamar Jackson and, and the squad. I mean, yeah. that's usually when your starters play a majority of the time. So, uh, yeah, this defense full of youngins is going to get a good, long, hard look up front. So this that preseason game can be either really good or really bad, depending on you know, how much value you put into it. But I definitely like the fact that we're going to be challenged. And of course, the you know the token preseason game, you know with the Steelers, uh, <laughs> you know it's almost like that's just our you know cousin that always come over, you know every year just you know just for the cookout. You know as, as long as I've been a Panthers fan, I, I can't remember the last, last time the Steelers wasn't our final preseason game. So it, that's always um, always you know that's always good. It, does, it may not mean much, you know, since we took that what fifty two twenty one ass whooping back in twenty. Um, 2018, but, um, you know, hey, it's just a good chance for players to um, solidify what, what they need to do to make the, uh, well, now 55-man roster because it used to be 53, but, you know, with the uh, the new CBA, you know, it can be 55 players on the uh, on the roster this year, so it's two extra. So, you know, that game's going to mean a lot for two, two players that normally wouldn't have a chance to be on the roster. Hmm. I don't. So, all right. So, you know, preseason's preseason. We'll see what happens. Now, first game at B of A is the first game of the season up against the Las Vegas Raiders, right? Is it Las Vegas Raiders? The Vegas yep. Raiders? Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Peace to Berman. So, what you, uh, what you think about, uh, Old Gruden bringing in that high power quote unquote offense to OB of A. Oh, I said that would be an uh, interesting game. I mean, 
I mean, I don't know. Schedule predictions in May. You know, who that? Who knows yeah, what's going right. to happen? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to base on what they did last year? Vegas odds. So, I mean, it's <laughs> no pun intended. Funny going down Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, seeing all these game by game predictions. I'm like, you don't even know who's going to be healthy. I mean, get hurt in preseason. I mean, <laughs> come on, who knows man. Right <laughs> but on paper, that's all we can do right now. Yeah. I mean, just look at the Raiders. They got a talented young core of players. I mean, Mike Mayock there. GM just seems to love Clemson and Alabama players. They're taking one every year, it seems like. They got a good run game. They added some speed in the draft with Henry Ruggs. So, I mean, that face value, it should be a good challenge week one. But I'm liking I'm liking that. Um, we'll get into it more closer to the game. We don't even know who's going to make their roster yet. But as far as that first game, I think it's nice to see Matt Rule be able to open home, start the Rule era off right. It's the third year in a row. We got a home opener, so that's going to be fun. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think you got two or well, one up-and-coming team in the Raiders and then one team where we're just excited about to see what this new era is going to look like. So, we'll see how it goes. Kev, Raiders, B of A. Yeah, well, for me personally, this game is definitely going to be fun. Uh I was uh, laughing with my daughter when the schedule came out because, you know, of course, my team is Carolina Panthers. And her mother's team is the now the Las Vegas Raiders. So, you know, bets have already been uh, have already been placed. So, uh, you know, as we get closer to the game, I, I, I'll reveal what the uh, bet is depending on the outcome. But, uh, you know, overall, you know, again, we can only talk about on paper. I'm just looking at, you know, everybody is so worried about what this Panthers secondary is going to look like. I think this is a great test, you know, just based on who the Raiders already have, plus who they drafted. It just seemed like they drafted, if I'm not mistaken, three more wide receivers. Um, it's going to be a homecoming game already for, you know, a lot of Gamecock fans. You know, Brian um, Edwards was drafted by the Raiders. So, you know, it'll be a good game for him. Uh, for the Clemson fans, uh, you'll get to see Cleveland Farrell come back. Uh, Tanner Muse was drafted by the Raiders. Um as well, so it'll be a good homecoming game for a lot of the local college kids uh, that you know the uh, Raiders seem to have picked up over the last couple of years. Uh, you know where I think that again, just looking on paper, I think this will be a good test for our new, our newly revamped defensive line to really tee off. You know because you know quarterback can't throw laying on his back, so just uh, you know just it'll be some good matchups. I know the uh, Raiders have the uh, the left tackle that they they got the big contract from that they signed away from New England last year. I can't. I think his name was Brown. I think he's like the highest paid left tackle uh, in the league. It'd be good to see, you know, potentially you know Brian Burns going up against him. Um, I, I don't even know who their centers and guard is, but go ahead and give me Kawan Short and Derrick Brown over anybody on their interior offensive line. I'll take them odds right now. <laughs> you know and. Looking at, you know, Utier Gross Models and Weatherly and, you know, other edge guys, you know, lining up. I mean, I just think it's a chance for for us to, um, you know, make a good impression on in the rule error. Again, not really thinking about wins and losses. Just want to see the team play hard, play fast, and, you know, to make adjustments and improvements throughout the game. And if it's five minutes left and it's only a one-score game, for me, as, as because of where my mentality is at for this team in 2020, for me, that's a win. You know, the game is still, you know, to be decided with five minutes left, uh, one score difference. 
uh, for me, that's that's a that's a that's a win as far as you know being in a rebuild. So that's what I'm looking forward to with that matchup. Mm. I'm hyped. I'm ready to go. That's what I'm saying. Man, it'd be a tw- it'd be a test for our old line too, man. I mean, yeah, I mean the Raiders got some young bucks up front, man. They're gonna try to push us up the middle a little bit, you know, you know. Um, so second game, second game on the roster. Who we got? It's going to be at Tampa Bay. So it's going to be our first look at the Ooh. new Tom Brady lay at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Tom Brady Bucks. <laughs> I mean, that should be. I don't know. I think a lot of. I'm probably one of the few. I'm excited to play Tom Brady twice every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a good test for the young secondary, obviously. I mean, the Bucks got a, probably a very talented receiving unit. Mm-hmm. They, uh,. You know, we got I mean, the thing with Brady, though, how's he going to fit into Bruce Arians' offense? I think Bruce Arians might have to tweak that offense a little bit. He can't have that vertical pass game that he had with Carson Palmer in Arizona and Jameis Winston last year. Brady's more of the quick decision maker, get the ball out fast, you know, play those matchups. So it'll be interesting to see how Bruce Arians and Brady adapt their offense a little bit to fit each other's strengths. And then, I mean, they got a very good defensive front that gave us problems last year. I think they had mm-hmm. one of the best run defenses in the NFL. The secondary, they addressed it in the draft. They got Antoine Winfield out of Minnesota, who I was very high on. So, I mean, I can't even lie. I like what Tampa Bay has done this offseason. Looks like they finally got that right mix of coaching and talent on the roster to actually be make a run this year. But, I mean, this goes to show you, though, with Tampa – they've won some off seasons in the past and it never played out the way they had expected when the season started. So let's not crown them yet, but I mean, I got to give them props. They did put together a good squad this off season. Yeah, man. Yeah. They, they put in work on that roster, bud. Uh, Kev, what you think, man? Them bucks, man. Yeah, man. I mean, you got already several people considering them a, a Super Bowl favorite. Um, Love. already, you know, especially with the Super Bowl being in Tampa this year, is uh, yeah, the height the height train is definitely yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the height train is definitely in overdrive. Nothing would satisfy me more than um, than the Carolina Panthers go down to Tampa Bay and tell them to lower they fucking mile. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> would nothing make me feel more prouder? Uh, you know, to uh, to correct that because. You know, I know things have changed, but, um, you know, the Panthers have uh, had Tom Brady's number, you know, the last, you know, few times we play him. I know we only play him every once every four years, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, we're one of those teams that seems to uh, have always given, um, uh, you know, the Patriot of uh, Gary Brady fits. So uh, we'll we'll see how, how it plays out. But, you know, this again, uh, we don't we don't like Tampa. Tampa don't like us. Um you know, they're coming in with all that hype. It's going to be their first home game, you know, under the, uh, you know, under this new, uh, this newness. So, you know, I'm sure they're coming out to, you know, with all the bells and whistles. I even went online just to see because, uh, you know, we didn't had a chance to go to Tampa last year. Got a game was in London. Nosebleed seats are over $300 right now in Tampa. What? Yes, sir. $300 for that first game i mean way up at the top like yeah that's that's the starting price 
They in um, the cannon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I'm at the, um, yeah, that's, 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 that, that's, that goes a long way to say, because, you know, if it was, it was just last year, you know, they were giving away tickets and now you want to have a nerd to charge $300 for nosebleed to the same place. How dare you? <laughs> So uh, as much as I want to go to Tampa, I think I'm gonna sit that one out. I just can't see paying no three hundred dollars to, to be at a uh, be at um at, in Tampa for that game. But you know, on the field, you know, it'll be a good chance to see. Um, honestly, <laughs> I want to see Matt Paradis redeem himself. You know, Vita Vea owned him. You know, saying like a forty dollar hoe. You know, both times <laughs> they played that man straight up. <laughs> You know, that man was on skate so much he could have been in the ice capades. I mean, it was ridiculous how much, you know, Vita Sayer and Ndondon Sue just pretty much abused mm. the Panthers, you know, interior um, offensive line. So, you know, Paradis, you know, I know you, you're probably not listening, but, um, you know, this game needs to be personal for you. It, it, it really does because you was this man's bitch both times we played, even though we won the second game, but. You know, this man was just all up in your chest cavity like it was nothing. So, um, for me, uh, this would be a good game where, um, you know, despite all the weapons that Tampa got, again, I I, I know they drafted the uh, right tackle. I can't think of his name. Was it uh, Worfs, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, but I, I still see that offensive line as being uh, um, not strong enough to, uh, you know, keep Brady up. I know he got that quick release. I, I know they gonna got all these weapons. So, we just see how much the offense – you know, is going to be more like what Brady did in New England, or is Arians going to try to, you know, keep doing what he's uh, known to do? But uh, either way, this will be another game where um, I think our defensive line can uh, give Brady fit. So it'd be a good matchup. Indeed, man. I, 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 again, I, I like you were mentioning, man. I see, I see that defense getting in Brady's lap, bro. They're going to be in that lap a lot. I, I think they're going to be in that lap a lot, man. Um, so. Look, look for a big play from Shaq and that linebacker core. Hopefully. All right. Week three. Where we at? Want to be in a brand new stadium in LA? I think it's on time. Unless they had some construction delays because of COVID, but mm. I think they plan on opening that stadium on time this year. Yeah. With the uh, LA Chargers. And I mean, they got a talented team. I can't even lie. I mean, they defensive stat. I mean, they got a. Um, Trey Turner's there. That's I, they did make that trade. They did make that trade. That's right. And we'll have a look. I think Tyrod Taylor is going to be their starting quarterback. Just they drafted Justin Herbert six overall, and I looked at him closely because he was a guy the Panthers showed a lot of pre-draft interest in. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think he was. I think he's got a lot of great physical tools, but I don't think he's going to be an immediate starter. He probably needs a year to sit. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a four o'clock game on the West Coast. You know, you know how those have gone. You know, hit or miss with the Panthers historically. But, I mean, we'll see. I mean, this will be a fun game because I just think the Chargers have a lot of defensive talent. I mean, you got talking Derwin James. You got Nick Bosa, uh, Ingram. Shoot, they got a great secondary as well. So, this will be a very uh, tough game early in the season with Tampa and L.A. Chargers back-to-back. You know, starting to see schedule get kind of brutal real early. Mm Mm-hmm. Back to back roads, man. Shoo. Kev, what you feel, bro? Yeah, well, for this, uh, you know, the good thing about this game is this will be the Panthers' only uh, West Coast trip, you know, all season. So, 
Um, it won't be none of that hectic um, swing we saw back in uh, 2016, you know, where we went to Oakland, stayed out there, and went up to Seattle and just got, just got, you know, owned on that Sunday night game. So good thing we're getting this uh, road trip out the way early. I mean, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, you know, a late September day in L.A. is, is, is a sound like a good weekend for me. Uh, uh, but overall, as far as the, um, as far as this, um, you know, Chargers team, I mean, I like who they drafted. Uh, somebody that we fell in love with on film, you know, linebacker from Oklahoma, uh, Kenneth Murray. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely expecting him to be uh, starting. That'll be uh, someone to look uh, a good look at um, as well. Um, another guy that I like that he got in the seventh round kind of shot me was wide receiver out of Ohio State, uh, K.J. Hill. So I just think that, um, you know, from that perspective, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be another good matchup for us. You know, when you think about who they already have on a team, you know, I know uh, we'll discuss a lot of their star players, but, um, you know, it's going to be another team where, you know, they got, they're going to have the weapons to definitely challenge us, uh, you know, like tight end Hunter, um, uh, Hunter Henry. Um, I believe, I think he got the franchise tag, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, let's see. They got Derwin James. Um, let's see who else they got. Uh, There's a couple of the players that I that I really like uh, who they uh, who they drafted. But overall, I just think that this will be a team that uh, will will definitely be giving us a challenge. And I think that you know the game could uh, could go either way. Um, again, on paper, this potentially could be a a, a winnable game, but. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Trey Turner doesn't try, you know, to you know get a few extracurricular activities. But um, I think Mr. Derek Brown will introduce himself to Mr. Turner real quick, like so. We'll see how that, you know, we'll see how that matchup plays out. So uh, overall, you know, our, our, again, our secondary is going to be challenged with this one with um, uh, name, uh, what's that wide receiver name they got out of Clemson? Will uh, yeah, Mike Williams. Yeah, Mike Williams and uh, Keenan Allen mm. and, uh, you know, Hunter Harris. So this will be back-to-back games where we're going to see a strong wide receiver tight end core, um, you know, that we have to, uh, you know, line up and play against. So, uh, you know, it'll, uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be a good test. We'll see who they got at left tackle to replace uh, Okun, and uh, we'll just take our chances and go from there. Yeah, man. I can't wait to see that game. That's gonna that's gonna be a battle of the running backs too, right there, buddy. Whew. That's gonna be interesting. All right, so we're flying back to Charlotte. Cardinals coming to town October fourth. Interesting. Now we saw them last year, and <laughs> my man Kyle Motherfucking Allen got on that ass. <laughs> oh, and the whole new ball game this year, though. So well, what's up? What's up with the Cardinals, man? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you look at our secondary in these three weeks in a row. You're gonna have Evans mm. and Godwin. Mm. You're gonna have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Mm. Now we're gonna have DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and mm. Larry Fitzgerald. Mm. These Cardinals guys coming in. So mm. man, trial by fire for this young secondary early and often. They'll learn quick. I think Cardinals will be a much improved team this year. I mean, Kyler Murray had a great rookie year. I mean, the way they finished, they finished pretty strong, if I recall. Mm-hmm. 
think another great storyline will be Isaiah Simmons versus Derrick Brown. So I know the Derrick Brown haters and the Isaiah Simmons clan is going to be lined up, ready to get Twitter finger happy after that game, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, but that's not the only weapon they got. I mean, they got uh, Chandler Jones, great defensive end. They got Patrick Peterson, who obviously a great player. So I, I just see this as a much improved roster coming into this season. And it'll be another challenge. I mean, man, this secondary is going to get get their hands full early. Mm-hmm. So trial by fire for these kids coming out. Got to get their act together. Real talk, real talk. Kev, Cardinals coming to town October 4th, man. Yeah, with this game here, um, you know, again, we've seen a much improved team. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, uh, you know, a couple of players that, um, that, you know, we had checked out outside the obvious Isaiah Simmons. Uh, a guy that I had a uh, had a man crush on that uh, I thought we possibly could get was a uh, Lakey Fotu. He was drafted in the fourth round by the Cardinals. So uh, it'd be good to see, um, uh, you know, see how, you know, how how he plays. Also, LSU defensive tackle uh, Rashard Lawrence uh, was also drafted in the fourth round. So they went with back to back defensive tackles in the fourth round. So I think they'll provide a good test for our, um, you know, our newly gelling interior as well. But overall, you know, I, I think that this going to be one of them games that, you know, we, we may have to shoot it out because Kyler Murray's going to be in his second year. Things going to slow down for him. Um, still got the ageless wonder and Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, my God, this is what is what, 16th, 17th year? I mean, <laughs> That man still has more tackles than than drop passes. You know that that says a lot. Um, uh, I'm definitely a, a fan of Fitzgerald as far as his career. Um, just think he's a all time great. So this possibly be the oh this is very likely the last time you know he'll probably be here in Charlotte. So if there's a game to be played, uh, it definitely will be a good chance to uh, uh, see a future Hall of Famer uh, visit a Bank of America Stadium. You know. <laughs> Again, we're probably a nickel and dime package. It's probably 90% of the game. Uh, with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, it's, you know, he loves running uh, four and five wide sets. So, again, you know, our defensive line, it's a chance for them to, it's a chance for them to get, the, the, to get off. You know, I hate mm-hmm. to keep, you know, bringing up with every matchup, but uh, again, it's, uh, it's definitely a game that what goes on the trenches can really uh, dictate, you know, how, how we stand this uh, stand this game. So you know, again, who's covered DeAndre Hopkins? <laughs> you know, that's yeah, that's definitely going to be a treat. But overall, um, it'd be a good late September game. Uh, I think, uh, no, be, I think it'd be October. Yeah, October. 4th. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be a great way to enter the fall season with this game. Um, you know, even though we own the all-time series win over the Cardinals. Uh, I definitely think that playing them in back-to-back years, uh, Kyler Murray going to look to try to, um, uh, you know, right some wrongs from this past season. So it'll be a it'll be a good it'll be a good matchup for us. And then the next week we go we got them damn dirty birds, them damn Falcons coming in the damn Charlotte sap ass. <laughs> you said it all right there, Kev. <laughs> yeah, them damn dirty birds gonna come down to old Carolina man, and uh, uh I think Matty Ice is going to be on that turf a lot. That's I, I I just I just see it coming. What you think, Will? Man, we haven't won in Atlanta since what twenty fourteen. 
Well, if Matt Rule does that this year, give him an eight-year extension. But I don't know. It's like the football guys just looked at our secondary and said, <laughs> <"Let's> <laughs> the hell with you. <laughs> let's, make, let's make the beginning of your season hell. We give you. I mean, even the Raiders have a talented young receiving group that yes. we had to match up with. It's like, man, we yes. just these guys are not going to be able to catch a break. Now they got to deal with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. A week after having to deal with DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, and Larry Fitzgerald. So, man. Yeah, man, you know, we're talking on paper. You know, there's no point in making schedule predictions in May, but, man, mm. it's just I can see why we have um, one of the hardest, considered one of the hardest schedules in the league this year. It's just so many explosive passing offenses yeah. that we're going to have to deal with week after week consecutively. Yeah. I don't think we get a break until the week after with a Trubisky, but, man. <laughs> That's a rough road to travel, brother. Woo, Lord of mercy. Kev, your favorite, your favorite opponent. <laughs> and go ahead with that bullshit, Jim. <laughs> yeah, you know, this game for us last year in Atlanta, this was a former rush exclusive. You know, me and Will, we uh, uh we had the pleasure of going to this game. Uh what we paid like what fifteen dollars for tickets the day of, Will, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, that was if that <laughs> Yeah, I think we paid more for parking than we did for the actual game ticket. But I, Damn. Uh, this, I, I doubt it would be like that would have been um, an early season game. But, um, <sighs> yeah, man, it's, uh, shit. Uh, man, it's just a game where, you know, we just got to buck up our chance trap and play. Like I said, our, our secondary going to be tested early and often. When you're in a rebuild, I think it's good. Go ahead and start getting punched in the mouth early and then adjust to the pain and learn how to swing back. Um, I think that, you know, would, would it look like us playing a lot of young guys anyway? Uh, this could be one of those blessings in disguise type of schedules for us. Uh, again, you know, me and Will have already said, you know, we're really not too overly concerned about trying to get a lot of, you know, counting up on a lot, you know, worried about the wins and losses of, of this season. But uh, by the time this game going around, our secondary should definitely uh, be – be at a point where, like, man, all we don't play, man. I mean, they great, but you know, hey, we've been we've been battling all year. Let's go, you know, let's strap it up. You know, this uh, this this type of schedule also see what kind of coaching adjustments that you know not only um, rule but also defense coordinator Phil Snow uh, can put together uh, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, another matchup that's going to be intriguing was Derek Brown's um, partner uh, and at Auburn his defensive tackle partner. Marlon Davidson, who's already, you know, called out Derrick Brown, you know, once he was drafted by the Falcons. Um, I can't remember the exact tweet that he put out there, but he was just like, now that we division rivals, I'm about to really show everybody uh, who's the better player. I mean, really just talking cash shit. Like, um, yeah, you know, he's um he's definitely possessing that, uh, that sweat bag as a second-round pick, so – um, that'll definitely be a game to um, uh, to see these former Auburn teammates, now division rivals, how they are going to um, – I know they're not playing against each other, but just how their performance is going to be, you know, be on the field. But uh, any chance we get a chance to um, uh, beat up Matt Ryan, which we haven't done because he's completing like 70% against us in like the last seven or eight games, uh, if this is ever time to, uh, to end that streak, 
because I get tired of Falcon fans talking. It's been 800 and something days since the Panthers last beat the Falcons. Tired of hearing that noise, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this again, this is just another you know early season um, obstacle that our that our defense, in particular our secondary, is going to have to face. Again, take our lumps early, adjust, and swing later. Um, I just like to see our team how they you know, develop and grow going against, you know, constant top talent, particularly in this, particularly against a uh, high powered uh, passing offense. So it'd be a good matchup for us once again. Mm-hmm. And then we got the bears coming to B of a, uh, after we come back from Atlanta, um, not much to say about the bears. <laughs> I'm just glad we're not going in that cold ass weather. Um, so, I mean, if you guys want to touch on the bears real quick, yeah, I think with Chicago, they're going to have a little bit of a quarterback competition in the spring. They declined Nick, no, they declined Mr. Trubisky's fifth-year option and signed Nick Foles, who has a previous relationship with the head coach. So, I mean, we don't even know who their quarterback's going to be that week as of today, which is why I don't like making schedule predictions in May. Uh, but, I mean, they have a talented team. I just think they were held back by poor quarterback play. We're talking about a team that was a missed field goal away a couple years ago from making a deep playoff run. I mean, Khalil Mack is always going to be a tough guy to deal with. You know, yeah. he got a great defensive line. So, yeah. I mean, it's another challenge. I don't really see an easy game on paper on the schedule yet. Nah, man. I mean, I'm not I'm not worried about the Bears, but it is the NFL, you know. Kev. Yo, we need to win this game. Last time we played the Bears, Trubisky beat us by only completing, what, three, four passes that game? Yeah, it was a trophy. Twenty seven in twenty seventeen, like it was a after trophy. we had ten days to get ready. Like, are you serious? Like, I, I, I don't give a damn if a rebuild or not. This is a game that, you know, what I'm saying we need to, you know, what I'm saying we need to whoop ass from from opening bell. I, 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 um, I just really feel like that this game. I know it's on paper. I know they're talented, but I feel like that even with us in a rebuild, you know, being at home, I feel like this is a game that. You know, we should just want to win uh, just for the sake of pride. You know what I'm saying? To lose a game to a quarterback that only completed three passes against us the whole game, um, uh, that's still one of the ugliest losses in franchise history for me as a fan in the regular season. That was just that was just unbelievable. But, you know, the, that's all I got to say, man. We just got to, you know, we just got to go bear hunt and come back with a, with a head on a stick. I like that. I like that approach. Um, and then we got them damn ants, them New Orleans ants. (laughs) Oh man, Drew Brees is still Drew Brees, folks. And I mean, their, their defense almost got them to another NFC championship game. So wait a minute. Did they go to the NFC championship game last year? They lost in the division or the wild card of the divisional round. The NFC championship right. was Packers versus 49ers. That's they lost right. to the Vikings in the wild card round. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, again. <laughs> Sorry, New Orleans. Said. <laughs> so what? What do you think about them Saints, bro? I mean, they're going to be a good team again this year. I mean, everybody's talking about Tampa Bay and what they're going to do. I still think. New Orleans will be favorites to win the South again. Mm. They just have the most balanced and complete roster. They probably have the best uh, quarterback in the division. The way they're playing now, I mean, Brady's the greatest of all time, but the last couple of years, but last year I thought Breeze 
people still playing at a higher level. Mm -hmm. I mean, they got um, weapons, Kamara, Michael Thomas. They added Emmanuel Sanders. They just keep getting better and better. So, I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. another tough road game. Now, I will say we went down into New Orleans last year and played a very competitive game. So, you have to see what kind of effort they got. And that's really just what I want from Matt Rule's squad this year. I mean, I'm not expecting this to be a 10-11 win uh, expectations this year. That's not what I have. I just want to see them go out every week, compete, get better every week, and you know, you keep the game close enough and stay close in the fourth quarter. Anything can happen. So I just think it's a good chance to see these young guys fly around and play against some all-time great players. I mean, think about it. Dante Jackson and Troy Pride and Jeremy Chin, five years from now, are going to be reflecting on the days where they had to play Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> you know Tom Brady, Tom Brady yeah, all man. in the same season. Like, we're gonna be laughing at look, looking back and laughing at this one day. So let's have fun, man. <laughs> Go out there and fly around, man. Love it, love it. Uh, Kev, got them, got got them, uh, got them angst, man. Man, them. Boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I equally hate all of our divisional rivals, but it's just something about them Saints that just. It just takes my hatred to another level, especially with, you know, Sean, you know, uh, Sean Payton with the, uh, mm. you know, allegedly trying to throw our names in like, like, you know, like a snitch in the draft and we possibly could be facing something. So, you know, with, with his arrogance that, you know, that he has and, uh, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing would bring more joy than, uh, you know, to go down to Bourbon Street and, uh, and, uh, you know, fuck shit up. Let me just say how I feel it. Right on. <laughs> we grown. I ain't saying nothing. Ain't none of us ever said before. So, right you no, know, we're just gonna keep it real in the four man rush. Yeah. Um. Again, you know, we just want to see a hard fought competitive game. Um. They, uh, this will be a good game. I feel like for uh, Taylor Moten to earn his uh, potential pay. You know, match up against uh, Cameron Jordan. I'm sure he's gonna be moved around to try to. You know, find a weakness in the offensive line. Hopefully, by this game here, our offensive line play has has been solidified. Um, you know, this would be the perfect game that if uh, Taylor Moten wants that uh, potential fifteen million dollar a year uh, contract extension, um, you know, keeping uh, Cameron Jordan in check will go uh, go a long way towards uh, helping this Panther offense to put up enough points to uh, to sneak out of the uh, the Big Easy with a W. Um, but, you know, this would be probably the first truly loud, disruptive place for our young team to play. Um, you know, veteran teams struggle, you know, to play well in the uh, in the Superdome. So, uh, you know, again, it's just good to go ahead and get these uh, knocks out the way. I know by this time of the season we're like in the middle of the season. But, um, yeah, we can um, – yeah, we can uh, take that broom and uh, – Give it back to Sean Payton and um, Cam Jordan. I, I would more than like to do so with this uh, with this matchup. So, uh, you know, McCaffrey versus Kamara. You know, that's going to be something that's hyped about. You know, who's the best running back in the um, in the NFC South? Of course, we already know the answer to that. But you know, uh, some think that Kamara's um, a better choice because he was third round. We're going to leave that alone. Um, but you know, hey. Yeah, uh, of all the wins on the road, this one right here will go a long way to uh, setting a positive, uh, setting a positive tone for the team. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
And let's see, uh, after we leave New Orleans, we're heading back to Charlotte, play the Falcons again. Okay, so it's back-to-back division games. Then we head to KC, Kansas City, Missouri, in November. That ain't going to be warm weather, folks. Well, I can't say that for sure. Weather's been crazy lately, but Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, and our secondary. Here we go again, Will. Man, you know, <laughs> thing with this game here, I mean, I'm excited to play the best teams every year. You just want to get that measuring stick game. But the way Kansas City just able to score points in bunches, you know, this is going to be a real big test for Phil Snow and company. Mm-hmm. And then Joe Brady as well. I mean, how is he going to stack up against one of the best offensive minds in Andy Reid? I think it's kind of funny. He's going to be playing against you know, Joe Brady, what, 30 years old? He's going to play against Sean Payton, who he's uh, worked for in New Orleans. And who's Sean Payton come up under? Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Yeah. He's gonna, so Joe Brady's going to be up and up against the entire Andy Reid tree this season. <laughs> <laughs> test him. Test and see what he's got, man. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, man, look, let's have a fun game. You know, I'm not going to have any expectations going into this week. Right. I mean, you know, it's the the Chiefs are more in a win now mode than we are at the moment. You know, we're a rebuilding team. They're trying to defend the title. You know, their window to pay Patrick Mahomes is closing, so they're going to try to maximize that like they have the past couple of years. So I mean, just get better. It's a learning experience. You know, it's co- those coverage reps against great receivers. I mean, they got Clyde Edwards, Elair, Joe Brady knows very well. Good coverage reps for our linebackers. So. We'll just play hard and see what happens. See how the ball bounces. <laughs> okay. No pun intended. Um, Kev, my homeboy. You know, by this time, you know, we all should be numb to, <laughs> you know, facing these high-powered offenses. I mean, it just should be like, all right, it's just another week, you know, another 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 opponent. Um, by this time, there should be um, zero nervousness or – as, as, you know, by by our team. Um, I know we're not speaking a lot about our offense, but uh, this will be a good game for, you know, Teddy Bridgewater to, you know, uh, show what he can do against uh, against Mahomes um, as far as quarterback now. Of course, I'm not talking like in potential, you know, fantasy football matchup type of sense, um, you know, but, uh, you know, Kansas City defense, you know, they're good, but they're, you know, they're not unbeatable. Um you know, you know, again, just looking on paper, I, I just think that uh, this will be a good game that we, you know, we're going to have to, you know, keep our foot on the pedal. You know, during the playoffs last year, what, you know, Kansas City was just a comeback hit, comeback kids in every single game. What, in the second quarter against the Texans, they raced a 24-point lead in like, what, yeah, seven, man. eight minutes? Yeah, man. Bruh. So, you know, we... Hey, every chance we got the ball, you know, we, we got to, you know, be thinking, you know what I'm saying, you know, uh, we got to get this ball in the end zone. Uh, field goals would definitely uh, not win this game. But, again, you know, just like I said, just let's just put on a good show. Uh, let's, let's, let's see if we can keep it close and keep it interesting and see if we can, um, you know, pull a Muhammad Ali and shock the world that day. You know, because I can probably tell you right now, we'll probably be a 14, 17-point underdog, you know, heading to that game. Um, so, Hey, let's um, uh, you know, let's go in there with the ultimate, you know, classic me, us against the world. Nobody believes in us, and 
see what see what can happen. You know, Kansas City known to have a oops game, you know, two or three times out of the year anyway. You know, maybe we could be the recipient of that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Man, that's going to be something. All right, so after that, we go back to Charlotte. We got the Buccaneers coming to the house again, uh, the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Um, then we uh, have another home game on uh, November 22nd against the Detroit Lions in Okuda. Let's see how that, that pans out. Uh, you want to touch on that, Will, real quick? Yeah, what's interesting about this is we're pretty much done with the NFC South schedule through Week 10. So you're not going to be in that situation where teams are in that race down the stretch like we've been the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But by then, you'll have a pretty good idea of where you fall. Depending on you got five NFC South games already. The only one remaining will be the closer yep. at home against New Orleans. As far as Detroit goes, I mean, Matthew Stafford got hurt last year. So, I mean, they just kind of ended up playing second, third string quarterbacks, and they were pretty much a mess. I think you got a coach on the hot seat this year. And he's got to show and prove and try to make something happen. I mean, it's. These are the kind of games with such a hard schedule. These are the kind of games you got to get a W in. Uh, you're home against a team that's kind of in a uh, rebuild, retool phase, just like yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the ones you really want to see. You know, get your confidence up. We've already played a brutal, went through the gauntlet already. You know, what you got to lose at this point. So these are the kind of games you just want to see them play hard and try to get those wins anywhere you can. No doubt. Kev, you know, at this stage of the season, um, you know, if I'm not mistaken, this we're we're now in the second half of the season. I'm presuming by now, so yeah, you know, with this with this uh, at this point of the game, you know, you really want to start seeing what this foundation is really going to look like. Um, you know, I have to say, after being brutally tested in the first uh, half of the season and with the uh, five divisional games already uh, out the way, I, this is the point where I really may start raising my expectations uh, as far as to uh, thinking the team should probably start winning some of these games. I mean, I know what I said at the very beginning, not really caring, but at this point, um, you know, I, I just think that our team should just really be in a position where, um, you know, we got our rotations figured out. Um, you know, we, we know what we're good at. We know what we need to improve on. We know what we need to adjust to here. Uh, this is just, just a game that's going to be at home. Only time we play back-to-back games at home all season. Um, uh, again, this is a, a one of those games that can go a long way towards uh, establishing, you know, the fact that Carolina is heading in the right direction. Um, Detroit's going to be, you know, on the road and historically, um, you know, they're one of the teams that has not done well on the road for the past several years, if I can say a decade at least. So, you know. Uh, you know, it would be nice to see, you know, Jeffrey Kuda versus DJ Moore. I think that's going to be a uh, yeah. that's going to be a more key matchup. Uh, you know, I'm willing to bet right now that uh, looking on the schedule, Kuda's like, yeah, that's me. I, I got him. Y'all deal with the rest. So um, this would definitely be a game to uh, where that matchup would be one of the uh, that'd be one of the ones to just, to decide a lot what goes on in the uh, in the outcome. So be a good chance to. Um, um, to see how DJ in his third year does against a uh, uh, a top five stud um, uh, rookie. So good matchup. Right on, man. Right on. 
Um, and see, so that was week 11. So week 12, um, well, well, it's, well week 12 for us. Um, Panthers Vikings in Minnesota. Interesting. Terry, Teddy Bridgewater going back to his uh, old roots, so to say. What you think, Will? Yeah, I expect him to get a standing ovation there. I mean, he's pretty much loved every um every place he's been. He went through a tragic injury there. Fans really like and respect him. They even come in and commented on the video I did about him and say they wish him the best. So that'll be a nice little storyline there. Mm-hmm. This will be an interesting game. I think the Vikings will be in the late season playoff mode right now, preparing to make that run. I mean, they have a talented roster to make that move to get that far so we'll see how that goes and uh, again I think Mike I, I agree with Kevin I think this point in the year if you're gonna take anything from the season you want to see the Panthers get better as the season goes along you want to see the young players getting more experience I mean they're no longer rookies by week 12 you just want to see them get that experience stop making those mental errors and mental mistakes that they're probably going to make early in the year you want to see the offense be more crisp with execution you just want to see the games be more competitive and the guys go out there and fight. When you look at the Miami Dolphins this past year, for example, they had a win, um, they were one of the hottest teams in the league to finish the season and ended up winning five games. And they just carried that momentum in the next year. And that's just how you build a culture, build that winning culture in your program. So this is where now we're going to see what Matt Rule and Phil Snow is all about. You know, Can they get these guys ready and play their best football as we wind down late in the season. Yeah, man. Kevin. Yeah. I like this. Um, I like this matchup for a few reasons, uh, particularly because of, you know, again, you know, outside the uh, Teddy Bridgewater narrative here, uh, you know, I just look at this as an opportunity to, again, be in a hostile environment, uh, even though it's indoors, it's still going to be cold as hell in, in, um, in Minneapolis in November. Uh, so, It'll definitely be, you know, good for the team to see, again, how to respond to um, adverse conditions. Um, again, another runner back, you know, hyped up in battle. Um, that'll be taking place, you know, with Chris McCaffrey and um, man, what's Dalvin Cook. You know, that's going to be uh, that's going to be talked about here. Um, you know, they still got a very decent, even though they traded uh, his name. To the Bills, uh, step wide receiver name. Stephon Diggs. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know where my mind at tonight. Uh, they still have Adam Thielen. Um, you know, have on the team. Um, they definitely picked up some nice pieces uh, in free agents in the draft. Uh, you know, this would be a good game for Jeremy Chen as well because one of the players that he mentioned that he patterned his game after was um, Harris um, was Harrison Smith. Um, I think I'm saying that right. Um, the uh, safety, uh, yeah, the safety out of uh, out of Notre Dame. Uh, you know, Jeremy Chen said he patterned a lot of his game after him, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, his you know his NFL uh, uh, comparison was close to Harrison Smith. So uh, it'll be a good game for that perspective. Um, Matt Rule also get a chance to see one of his former players. Uh, the Vikings drafted a. Cornerback uh, Harrison Hand um, out of Temple, so you know it'll be good to see you know what role he plays and um, things like that. So just overall, just a good, tough road game, tough environment. Uh, 
very cold weather. And um, hey, let's just see how the ball bounces. Yeah, man. Uh see. And after that, we're heading to old Charlotte, back in the old B of A again against them damn Broncos. Yeah, them damn Broncos. Will, is that going to be a <laughs> – oh, well, what's his name was that coach for the Broncos, right? Yeah, Mike Shula, the quarterback coach. Yeah, oh, shoot. He'll be returning home. So, I mean, it's coming off a of bye week. So, again, we'll see how Matt Rule can prep his team coming off a week week of rest. Hopefully better than Denver Ron. might be a sleeper team this year. I mean, their quarterback, rookie quarterback Drew Locke was playing very well late in the season. They won four of their last five games. They added a lot of weapons in the draft. At wide receiver. So, I mean, I think this might be one of the surprise teams this year. When we got them at home, and again, I think by this point in the season, we're going to see a better uh, Panthers football being played than what we're going to see early in the season. Hmm. So, I mean, again, I think it's just got to come out and be compete, come out and compete, you know, see what these guys got. I mean, again, it's, I mean, we're probably, you know, not going to see any give me games this year because we're just a young team, new coach, learning a new system. So every game we're probably going to be underdogs. I think according to Vegas odds, we're the underdog in every single, all 16 games this year. So you just got to see the guys come out and compete, man, fly around the ball, play with a chip on their shoulder and try to squeak out some, any wins they can. I think it's a winner. It should be a winnable game, but I mean, it's still a good team. You got to come ready to play. Yeah, man. The NFL, baby. That's how they roll. Kev? Yeah, if I take a quick look at this Denver roster, uh, by no means should we think this is a gimme game. Mm -mm. Uh, even though with Drew Locke at quarterback, I mean, I'm looking, they drafted Jared Judy. They picked up Chargers running back Melvin Gordon, who's going to be on a prove-it deal. Oh, snap. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah long-time nemesis Vaughn Miller. Um, Phillip Lindsay at running back, you know, you know, the latest running back that you know can get 1,000 yards. Uh, they signed a um, cornerback that we had interest in, A.J. Bowie as well. Uh, they traded for uh, Tennessee Titans star defensive tackle Jarrell Casey. I mean, shit. I mean, they mm. they got some players that's going to be uh, uh, giving us, you know, saying a, a hard time. Uh, you know, for you North Carolina State fans, you know, Bradley Chubb. This will be his first chance to play back in his home state since he got drafted. This will be his uh, second year. Uh, tight end Noah Fant. That was uh, their first round pick um, last year. Uh, my other draft crush uh, that I have playing uh, that was drafted was a uh, Nite Muti out of Fresno State. You know they got him as well. So mm. uh, yeah, by no stretch of the imagination, at least again on paper, which is all we can go by, should this be considered you know an uh, easy game? We learned a long time ago there is no such thing uh, as an easy win. But uh, you know, definitely looking forward to um, seeing our team being challenged and responding to the challenge. And, you know, by this time, you know, we should be, you know, ducking more haymakers and throwing more haymakers back. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how well the uh, how well the team plays. And, again, this will be the perfect opportunity for Matt Paradis to uh, let John Elway know that, yeah, you messed up by, uh, uh, by letting me go. You laughed at me because I struggled in uh, 2019. Now let me show you why, um, you know, that uh, it was a mistake on your part. So, be a good game for us. Mm. Yeah, man, we're getting in those colder months, too. And guess who we got after that game? 
the Green Bay Packers and the old Lambo. Uh oh. Well, let's <laughs> just say uh, Teddy's two gloves gonna come in handy this week. <laughs> Teddy two gloves. And that ice storm. Okay, so. <laughs> he's played there before though, man. Yeah. So I mean, it's, he played in that NFC North before, so he played at Chicago, played at Green Bay, so. Hmm. And he played in Minnesota. I think they were playing outside back then because their stadium wasn't finished. Yep. They play, we played them outside, didn't we, in 2014? Sure did. Sure did. Teddy, they whooped us. But, nah, yeah. but, you know, it's like. <laughs> but, nah, man, this was my favorite game last year. I thought the environment was fun with the snow. The Panthers played very well. One of their best performances of the season. Went toe-to-toe. We had some bad calls that. Ultimately, I mean, I'm not going to say we lost because of the refs, but there was just some back that uh, roughing the passer on Gerald McCoy where we could have got a, another it. possession in before the half. Yeah, man. But, but that was just a fun game, though. So it I mean, was. It was a fun game to watch in the snow. McCaffrey and Moore out there. They were fighting, putting man. Putting in work. Yeah, they were fighting. And that's <laughs> full snow on the blizzard out there. So mm-hmm. this will be a fun one, man. It's, just enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> I can't wait to see that one. Kev. Well, this game right here would be um, part two of of uh, House Divided. Um, for those that don't know, my daughter, uh, she is a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. She loves herself some Aaron Rodgers ever since he's playing out there at the uh, uh, University of Cal in Berkeley. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of trash talking um, and fun between me and her. Um Shardy told me that uh, it's going to be – this is a two-jersey bet game mm. already. So, mm. yeah. Hey, um, you know, at this point, you know, we'll just see how well the uh, – we'll just see how well the Packers are playing. You know, I know – you know, I know Aaron Rodgers saying all the right things, but, you know, you know, he he had to feel some kind of way about them drafting, um, you know, the quarterback uh, from Utah State, Justin Love. Uh, former Panther Devin Funches now plays with the Packers as well. So, I mean, you're looking at Funches, uh, Devontae Adams, um, you know, another running back that was, you know, went too far back from um, Chris McCaffrey was Aaron Jones. I think he led the NFL in touchdowns uh, scored last year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, be, it's just, you know, just be another tough, uh, tough, hard nosed game. Um you know, that, that environment, you know, Lambeau Field in the cold, if I'm not mistaken, this is a December 15th. So, yeah, expect it to be uh, minus uh, minus the uh, minus zero in that game, probably when you uh, factor in the win. Um, you know, there's no escaping the uh, the elements on this one. This is this is this is a game that's going. How well is your mental, uh, you know, going to be holding up? So uh, let's see where we go. One of our favorite uh Players that we enjoyed scouting last draft, uh, Darnell Savage. Uh, it'd be interesting to get a, another look at him um, as well. Cause he was someone I definitely uh, thought the Panthers should have drafted in 2019, but that's neither here nor there now. So, um, hey, just another chance to um, uh, for me to be in a family divided situation. And that's Green Bay and the Lambo, December is it December 20th. Actually, it has TBD. I guess just in case it snows. I guess I don't know. That's one of the games they flexed it. Yeah, it's gonna be flexed. It could be either Saturday or Sunday. Gotcha, gotcha. Alrighty. Oh man. And after that, another road game, right? So we fly back to Charlotte. Then we fly back out 
to D.C. to see Ron Rivera's Redskins. Holy shit. <laughs> poor Teddy. <laughs> poor, poor Teddy. <laughs> what you think, Will? Uh, Thomas Davis, too. Oh, Lord <laughs> It's Jesus. his first time, man. Look. Man, look, if this team goes 1-15 next year, please let this be the one. That's be. all right. Don't let lose to Ron Rivera, man. Please but not nah, seriously. I mean, it's, you know, I think these are two teams in a rebuilding phase. I know some media guys called it the tank for Trevor game because they expect both teams to be heavy in the L column at that point in the year. I don't but think you so. know, man, it's you got um Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen. I mean, I don't know how that's going to play out. You'll see if he's going to step up from year two. I mean, they got a talented team. I mean, the defensive line Ron's put together is very solid. Bro, yeah. It just looks like your typical Ron Rivera team. You got such great players on your D line. But what does he do? He cuts or he trades his best corner to Seattle. Yeah. So now you're leaving like, uh, holes in your secondary like he always did with these Panther teams. So, you know, it'll, it'll be a good – it'll be a fun week you know, just to see Ron Rivera go up against Matt Rule. You know, man, the storylines if Ron wins this game over mm. Matt Rule, considering both teams are probably on a level playing field mm. talent-wise and in that – and in stage of rebuild, though, mm-hmm. the rules got to come away with this win. Or there's going to be some talking in Charlotte after that one. <laughs> heavy. Heavy. Kev, what you think, man? Them yeah, man. This, uh, yeah, this, this definitely uh, the media is going to just overkill this week, you know, leading up to this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what can you say? Um, I'm looking at it from, you know, chance of seeing, you know, uh, Chase Young. Uh, and that talented uh, Redskins defensive line, um, you know, late in the season, you know, this this will probably be one of the uh, stiffest challenges our defense, um, our offense line will face uh, in the road. And again, hey, you know, late December, the weather can be uh, nasty in D.C. as well. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've been up there. <laughs> you know, when I was, um, you know, recovering from my injuries at, um, when I was at Walter Reed, you know, they gave us tickets to to a Redskins game. I ain't go obviously because you know my Panther loyalty wouldn't let me go. But but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, this is uh this is definitely gonna you know be all about Rivera. I, I would love for this to be a game where he's giving a press conference, you know, telling them this was a game of missed opportunities. That would just <laughs> that would just bring joy to my heart, you know, to uh, uh, to that. I, I think he'll be in full riverboat mode. Uh, at that game, probably more so than any other time in his um, his career. You know, he may try to downplay it and say it's just the next uh, opponent, but we all know this game is going to be very personal for him because, you know, he was fired after the playing the Redskins. The Redskins hired him. Um, you know, so this, uh, you know, this game, this is going to be all about um, probably the draft position at this point. <laughs> so, um uh, you know, as Will said, if we're going to win one game this year, you know, let's let's make sure it's this one, if if it's nothing else. So, Please. well, you know, uh, that's all I got to say on this one. Please let it be the Redskins. Anyway, all right, and and we'll finish off the season with against the Saints. Uh, of course, that's pretty much par for the course. So, um, I'm not going to ask you guys to give a number on the win loss. Um, as, as Will mentioned several times, you know, 
it's too early to see what the hell's going, whose roster's going to look like what, and you know all these other factors that come into play. But one thing's for sure, folks, it's going to be a very, very taxing schedule for this Panthers defense. Our offense is pretty much, you know, we we we, we got some parts and pieces in place that have been tested. This defense, however, they're young. New coordinator, new coaching staff, new philosophy, but but we got some talent, folks. I, I, mm, we got some talent. They're going to get tested early, but we got some talent. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I would say, let's see. I mean, I'm going to obviously change it when we do our preseason predictions. <laughs> but, I, you know, on paper, every team looked like a beast. And you're like, damn, how are we going to win this one? It's going to look right. like that every week. When you actually play the game, so many football games are decided by one score or less. And I think what people got to realize in the NFL is teams beat themselves more often than another team just lines up and knocks them out. And I think in this case, you're going to have a quarterback that's going to take care of the ball. He's not going to force things. He's not going to turn the ball over. You're going to rely on a power run game to control the clock. You know, you got good weapons on offense, guys that can make plays. You got a defensive line. We know Brian Burns, he can make plays and force turnovers. Your secondary is going to struggle a bit. But I think, I really do think this team can win six, seven games this year. I mean, you know, it looks like, you know, the schedule does look tough on paper, but that, it's paper. That's why we play the games on Sunday. I think you're going to see a well-coached team that's going to fly around to the ball, play hard for each other, play as a team, limit mistakes. I think we'll see a lot of young mistakes on defense particularly, but you know what Matt Rule always says, plays full speed, and if you're going to mess up, then mess up, go on 100%. So just don't underestimate, you know, these young, hungry guys coming out and competing week after week. You know, all it takes is the ball to bounce a certain way, and boom, you know, you can win a one-score game or pull an upset here or there. So we'll see. So I'm going to go seven and nine, my way-too-early meaningless May prediction. Mm-hmm. Meaningless made prediction. I like that. Uh, Kev, did you want to do a prediction? Yeah, for me, um, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, guys, I'm usually one of the more optimistic of the four man rush. Uh, when it comes to this team, I'm I'm looking for every silver lining. I'm looking for every positive ounce I can look out of, but. Uh, Again, I I just I just want to see this team be in it with like I say five minutes left to go in the full quarter. Uh, but to summarize it, if I have to put a record out there, um, I'm saying worst case we have the same record five and eleven. Uh, but I'm gonna go up one on will. I'm gonna say best case. Uh, I think we do the uh, I think we do the eight and eight um, in in a twenty uh, in twenty twenty. Um, you know, because I'm looking at the fact that we got a veteran offense and we're going to likely have a very young defense. And I just think that, you know, this veteran offense can, uh, you know, keep us keep us competitive while this young defense learns. I think in the second half of the season, we can we can, you know, start putting together some some wins that could uh, that could really just, you know, really help this team out um, on. On my best day, if everything went as good as can be expected, maybe nine and seven, but I'm gonna stick with worst case five and eleven. 
as of right now, best case eight and eight. I can agree with that. I agree with that. I, I yeah, I, I'm I'm around the seven nine eight eight area myself. Um, it's just it's it's going to be it's going to be tough for for all those new parts on defense to keep that kind of schedule <laughs> under wraps. Man, it's going to be tough, man. I, yeah, yeah. Um, we might squeak out a game we weren't supposed to win, but yeah, eight and eight, seven and nine, six and ten wouldn't surprise me. Um, but if we went like two and fourteen, I, I, w- I would be extremely, extremely surprised. But anyway, I'm not gonna get into that bad mojo. So, folks, looks like we have uh, given you all that you needed to hear in regards to the Carolina Panther franchise via the four man rush. Uh, gentlemen, you have any parting shots? Yeah, just uh, if you're listening on YouTube, be sure to. Continue to like and subscribe. I'm going to do my best to try to keep that channel active. You know, have these podcast content on it, the film series content on it, and just be on the lookout. Make sure you got your notifications set up so you know every time a new content is released. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, y'all got to make sure you subscribe, please, 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 please. Okay, have you got anything to say, bud? No, I really don't have much to say um, outside the norm. You know, just want to thank everybody. We don't take it for granted. We appreciate the love and support that showed in all the social media accounts for the four men rush. Uh, I'm constantly, you know, hit up in my inbox or uh, people call Ashley, text me. Um, some that's not even Panther fans is like, Hey, I really like what you guys do. Um, you know, really like y'all, y'all content. Y'all content is second to none. And we just, uh, you know, just glad to see you guys uh, do what you do and continue much success. So uh, we're just looking forward to, uh, evolving and growing the four-man rush and, and looking to explore uh, new avenues and, and to get better at what we're already doing. So, uh, you know, if you stick with us, we promise to make it worth your while. There you go. Great words right there to wrap it up, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, we do appreciate the hell out of y'all, for real. Um, yeah. Yeah, this, this is for the fans by the fans. So, appreciate you. All right. So, on behalf of the Four Man Rush, uh, the Four Man Rush podcast, um, and of course myself, uh, Kevin and Will, um, and Larry and Jadarius and Vince and Monty and uh, my man Norris, aka Clint Eastwood, <laughs> we would like to thank you guys. Um, oh, and Canardo, what's up, Jake? Um, we would like to thank you guys for checking out the Four Man Rush podcast. Um, and as Will mentioned, please subscribe um, so you get those uh, get those notifications. Um, thanks to the COVID, we're gonna be dropping some some serious upgrades in our stuff. Um, Will's already been putting out some tremendous breakdowns, um, so make sure you subscribe. Um, if you're not um, uh, privy to the uh, social media platforms that we're on, um, of course we're on Facebook, obvi- obviously YouTube. Um, we have a great, great Twitter account. Um, uh, of course, Instagram um, and TikTok, believe it or not. Um, and, of course, dropping over to the website. That is www.the4manrush.com. Um, great articles. Um, our, 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 our write-ups are, are second to none, folks. Seriously. Seriously. Um, people, people are starting to quote our stuff quite a bit now, so... 
check that out. <laughs> All right. So whether you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast in the morning, afternoon, or evening, please take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Cover your face. We got. A, we have a long way to go. Uh, well, I know phase one is underway, but I'm telling you right now, folks, hunker down. It's going to be a while. Um, and uh, take care of yourself. Water, uh, water your plants, feed your dogs, and uh, pet your cat. And as always, keep pounding. Clear. Good job. Good job another folks. one in the books. Yeah, man. And another one bites the dust. You don't realize how hard the schedule is. You actually have to talk about the team you're playing against. Bruh, our secondary is going to get torched. <laughs> God damn. It's like <laughs> Mahomes, Brady twice, Breeze twice, Matt Ryan twice, the Cardinals. Cardinals. She love it, we out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we call me and you love us. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.